1: here we are on the last broadcast of 2022, New Year's Eve. Are you feeling festive, Dennis? I'm feeling very festive. I'm just happy they haven't kicked us off the air yet. Yeah, it's shocking. Uh, they, you know, we got one day left, and then it's uh, all bets are off for 2023. Well, you'll have to tune in and find out if we're here. If we're not, you'll know. Well, this was the end. No, I, I actually I think we're good. I think I think so too. Show's doing pretty good, and uh, we, you know, we thank you for your support of our nonsense that we put out there every week. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been actually a very good year for Just Plain Radio. So much so that Dennis flew up from Fort Myers to be here in the studio with me for our last broadcast of 2023. Welcome. Thank you. It's
2: kind of different uh, actually sitting across the, the studio from you instead of uh, staring at a Zoom screen. It's right. kind of nice.
1: Yeah, now you get the entire senses. The ambience. Smell. That well, the smell
2: I could do without. I think uh, Drunken Santa must have been in here. Still.
1: Yeah, there's a scent of uh, aged bourbon. It's actually a pretty high quality bourbon, but there, you know, there was an incident or two that uh, spilled <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Again, so that's not me. It's not me. Uh, you might get a whiff of uh, poopery every now and the Christmas edition. It smells yeah. like Christmas trees. Yeah, a little. That's bit. That's not the Christmas tree. That's the poopery scented uh, Christmas tree. for the the season and that once again we sprayed it on our uh, drunken santa guest on our scuba show too that's a whole nother thing go to scubaradio.com if you're interested and you can catch up with the rest of the class we're here to talk about airplanes and uh dennis flew up from his home base of fort myers to join me here at headquarters in orlando and uh, you had uh, th- this was quite different because you flew up and you landed on you landed in uh, at Orlando International Airport MCO right.
2: That's right. I'm I'm playing with the big boys today. You know they they turn you in on a final and tell you keep your speed up because you got a 737 uh, number two behind you. Right. Like, woo.
1: Yeah. How how was uh, how was that process? Well, how did that go?
2: You know, actually, it was very. Uh, I, in many ways, I think it was actually easier than flying into Executive because really? you know, they're they're fitting you in. Just follow instructions, and the nice part is when you come into Orlando International, the FBOs are actually on the the west side of the runway, so the winds were favoring runway 36, the westmost runway, so it was very easy to just one left turn. I didn't have to taxi across the airport, cross any runways. It was stupid easy.
1: Hmm. How about that? Okay. How do you think the… Uh the other pilots in the other planes felt the same way as you. It was like, oh, crap, we got a Mooney 201 in the pattern. Oh,
2: man. You think that was going on or no? You know, it, there may have been some thoughts from the air traffic controllers that way because they did tell me that, you know— you're cleared to land on runway 36, but keep your speed to max practical forward speed yeah. because we're fitting a 737 in behind you. Minimum delay on the runway. And I think they were quite surprised that I was actually able to cross the fence at almost 100 knots, put it down, and make the turnoff without any problem. They actually uh, made some sort of a compliment. Hey, nice work there, or something along that line. So yeah. I think they were impressed that I could fit in and merge in with you know the bigger traffic.
1: Okay, but you didn't hear any of the other co- uh, pilots go, oh, God, we got to... Yeah, look out for the net that's going to land before you. Seven, seven, seven. You know, not you didn't hear no, any chatter nothing from like the other that. guys. No, in yeah. fact,
2: uh, I didn't even hear the other airplane until I was turned off and I saw this, the Sun Country Seven Thirty Seven just crossing the runway. So I was definitely no factor for him.
1: Okay, well that's good. Well, Dennis is a flight instructor. He knows his biz, and and so you know you did this out of necessity because you had to do something there at uh you know uh Orlando International. And so you decided I'll just fly in there and who was it who said they do do this all the time? Well, uh Alex from the NBAA. When we had him on a
2: few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, you know, flying to various airports and he was the one that said, you know, I just fly right into international. And I'm like, Really? You know, I always keep in the back of my head, stay away from the class Bravo airport because right. you know, you've got all the airlines, you don't want to be messing it up with them. He's like, nah, just go in. There's a ton of runways left so I took his advice and Alex, you were right about that. You never hear that, I'm sure, but
1: yeah. This so, team- so it actually was easier, uh, and, and you have more access. You had to get a rental car, which is much easier to do than flying into uh, Orlando Executive, even though it's pretty easy there too. They make it you no know, very friendly for. Uh, general aviation but flying into an international airport there yeah there's that that vibe that oh we don't belong
2: yeah you know don't bring your small airplane into class bravo really it was very simple in fact i think it was easier than going into page field there certainly was a lot less traffic in the pattern how about that and because it is so large being mco you know with all of the the tourists and whatnot here the rental cars generally are more accessible although right. i tried to book one online and it was actually sold out today.
1: Well, it's a little busy <laughs> this time of year uh, in Orlando and everywhere for that matter. So, uh, but you were able to snag one regardless. I was. Like. And,
2: you know, you, the trick is don't don't accept no for an answer when you go online and, you know, check in with your rental car company. Call the FBO directly. And as it turns out, they had a couple extra crew cars there that they were able to then rent me. Hmm. Uh, so easy, no problem. Easy peasy. Even so, thank on you so much.
1: How about that? Look at that! Yeah, a little shout out to Signature at uh, at MCO. MCO. Okay, good. So you you is this going to be the new place you go fly into when you come up here? You think? Uh, I still think uh, I might wind up uh, still going to Executive
2: because it is a little less expensive. Um, yeah. they do charge you a basically fifty bucks to come in MCO. There's a forty five dollar handling fee for the golf cart ride, and then five bucks in infrastructure fee that they charge for a single engine airplane. Okay, if I go into Executive. Um, and go over to Shelter, they they don't ever charge me for that over there. They're really helpful, and a lot of times they'll even loan me a courtesy car. But today, I actually had a personal need to go visit my bank, which has a branch at MCO, mm. so I was able to take care of some personal business at the same time, so right,
1: doubled up. Okay. Well, yeah, and if you were to use Atlantic, the other FBO, uh, at, uh, at ORD, right? MCO. It's- well, no, executive Oh, at
2: B- ORL, yes. Don't
1: they or yeah, ORL. They they would charge you more, right? Don't they have a landing fee?
2: Yeah, Atlantic has uh, been a pretty stiff fees over there too, and that's how I found out, you know, competition's a good thing cuz Shelter is just on the other side of the runway and they have uh, been really accommodating in not charging, you know, fees for somebody that's just coming in and out same day.
1: Right, but I wonder if Atlantic is is charging as much as 50 bucks like the same price you would get.
2: I think it's 60 actually yeah, the last that's what time I was, I was say. there.
1: Now they have a very nice FBO, a real nice facility, you know, fancy coffee and all that kind of good stuff. But I don't need bucks, any of that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Fifty bucks <laughs> is fifty bucks, you know. Hey, give that's me a can of diet coke. I'm good to go. Right. We run through the Starbucks drive through on the way over to headquarters here, so you're you're good to go. So, but but yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, thing. I, I I'm guessing though that the uh, pilots and the tower at MCO really don't like you going into international, you think? Even th- though they're willing to accommodate it, they don't encourage it. No, I don't think they care.
2: I mean, there was a bunch, a couple of uh, piston twins on the ramp over there in front of Signature, um, you know, Sears Vision Jet, 737-200. I mean, it's really an interesting mix of planes, and I yeah. don't think they really care. A plane's a plane. Well, that, well, that
1: may be, but you think uh, you know they don't really care because they, you don't hear them say anything. But uh, as soon as they're not talking, you are know, like gosh, he's dealing with these little nap planes, trying to manage all this other stuff. You know, obviously, I'm thinking about the tower. I don't know if the other pilots would care that much, but you know, if they have to slow down their 777 for a Mooney 201, that's uh, pushing a hundred, and they're coming in at what two? Maybe. Yeah,
2: they're probably coming short final, probably 150, 160 knots. So yeah. It,
1: so I, I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, here. I just but there's four
2: runways, so there's yeah. there's certainly other options that they can play with, right? And, okay, you know, fortunately they gave me plenty of heads up, and I was able to accommodate their request to keep the speed up and mm-hmm. and made a very safe uh, landing. I mean, heck, it's a twelve thousand foot runway, right? You don't have to get on the brakes to make the exit, so
1: yeah, you know, you got a little extra room, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, headroom to to heck, I could even land on a on a runway like that i bet huh uh, maybe yeah
2: maybe maybe coming in hot though it, it definitely is a little bit interesting
1: yeah well it, did it seem pretty busy though for the holiday week no
2: that's the funny thing
1: you i saw at a one good time.
2: yeah there was a one southwest jet waiting for takeoff on the next runway and that was it
1: well you timed it
2: well I and did.
1: welcome to uh orlando headquarters of just plain radio uh, dennis in the house it's good to be back there you go we got more coming up on this last show for 2022 next just Plain Radio, the show devoted
0: exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Who dares approach the great and powerful Roz? Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Silence! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201? Silence! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus vision jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing i think i'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty oh, okay you got me uh, just a man behind the curtain with an aircraft spruce catalog pretty cool though huh
0: you don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane you need aircraft spruce and specialty supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years aircraft spruce and specialty call 877-4-SPRUCE 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraft that's aircraft spruce.com Off with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? We'll drink a cup of kindness yet for days of old lang syne.
1: This is Just plain Radio. Gregor, co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. He's in the studio here in our Orlando headquarters today for our New Year's Eve broadcast, last broadcast of 2022. And, uh, you know, he, he flew up here, landed at Orlando International, which was kind of unique for a Mooney 201, or at least for Dennis. But uh, he had a good time, and he enjoyed the process. Now, he still has to fly back. Maybe it won't be a smooth uh, cruising as it was up here from Fort Myers, but we'll have to wait and see uh, next week. But you would recommend at least what you've done so far that everybody shouldn't be intimidated about flying into their international airport or uh, going there as opposed to, you know, an executive or smaller GA-friendly Airport. Don't let that deter you. No,
2: it's certainly a viable option. And in fact, if you're flying IFR, it really doesn't matter what airport you go to, they'll just sequence you in. And that's what I did. Yeah. You know, I honestly I consider IFR lazy flying because you pretty much just go where they tell you.
1: Right. You do what you do as they say. You know, It's like uh you know, I did that early on in my flight training, but I made a mistake. Because, you know, I, I look at it as like, you know, when your wife tells you to do something, it's not really an optional response you
2: can't tell your wife to say unable right but the atc you need to keep that one in your back pocket yeah
1: yeah and and that's what happened when i was doing my training i we had a female on the tower and she told me to do some uh, do a, a a go around or do a 360, 360. right 360 to extend my final when i was doing my first solo flights
2: which would have been fine but you weren't at a thousand feet
1: yeah i wasn't i was a little bit lower than that and but you know I, the whole unable thing, I was aware of it, kind of, but not like, you know, if a woman tells me to do something, it's like, I didn't know that was uh, a response I could give a woman. You know, just with all those years of being married and thing, it was like ingrained. This conditioning.
2: Yeah. The Pavlovian response yeah. was, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, that was, I just said, oh, yes, ma'am. And I did it. And I landed and I was fine. But then my flight instructor, Ed. Or flight training professionals was not very happy. <laughs> I walked back in to the office.
2: There, I think I'm gonna have to remind him of that when you we finally do send you for your check ride and see yeah. have him do that to you. Hey, can you do a right 360 on final for me? Right. See if you'll actually tell him no as the examiner.
1: Yeah, but when I told my wife, I said, "Look, you know, I'm allowed to say unable." She goes, "Oh no, you're not,
2: not. in this house. You're not. Not <laughs> yeah.
1: if you want to sleep in the bed." So you you have to pick your. Uh, areas so you know yeah. i have a geo fence around the home
2: and the wife unable is disabled exactly
1: uh but uh, otherwise when i'm flying an airplane you, you got to keep that in mind but but yeah you know uh they just tell you what to do and you do it and when you're flying ifr it's not a big deal huh no not at all it's yeah.
2: actually very simple
1: mm-hmm. and, and you know i i bring that up from the standpoint of we usually interact with orlando executive here locally you know because that's where most of the GA stuff comes in but when you're flying like what you and I want to do which is down to the Caribbean do some diving and stuff you're always flying into the uh, main international airport at any island throughout you know throughout the Caribbean right
2: that's right although you got to admit that there's really no comparison flying into Bimini Versus Orlando executive, right?
1: Well, or international for that matter. Well, I would put it more like if you're flying into the Bahamas, you're flying in, say uh, Nassau, right? The Big Island, or one of the other islands that is, you know, only one big island. You're always flying into you know the main international airport, of course. Yeah, it doesn't have the traffic that we would have like at MCO or MIA in Miami or Fort Lauderdale. It's not going to be the same kind of traffic. Type stuff, but I've done it quite a bit with uh, some friends before. And yeah, it's it's not much different than flying indoor Orlando executive, I guess is my point. But You know, it's really just the busyness of the airspace. I guess is intimidating, maybe.
2: And and I think it's as pilots, we were always conditioned. As soon as they put those rings around things on the map, that Mm -hmm. that, those are like no fly areas, and so you know, know, don't go in there. Don't go. Don't bust the Bravo. And then here we are, intentionally flying right straight into the middle of it all, and it was no big deal. But. Mm Yeah, it was fun because it's, I think, only the second time I've truly flown into a Class Bravo with the other one actually being... Hawaii.
1: Oh, okay. And, uh, but, but that was, uh, less intimidating too because not nearly as much air traffic, I guess.
2: Oh, no. It was very intimidating over there. There was like, was you it? know, you had 747s that were starting up as we were, you know, taxing past and don't, you know, you can't overshoot this runway as you're making your turn. Keep it in tight. And they, it was crazy down there. But hmm. we also weren't flying solo. We had an instructor who was very familiar with the area. So we had him to rely on. So okay. just follow his cues and we were fine. Right.
1: So it was okay. Yeah.
2: But no this biggie. time I was solo. Yeah. And you did it, you felt good about it. They didn't give me a phone number to
1: call, so I must have done okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just didn't have it. You know. Uh yeah. you know, like I said, you don't know what they're saying when they're not talking to you. I, I just I do get a feeling there it could be a little clickiness. Well, may- know, maybe on. Uh,
2: on my way back out, I'll see if I can't get a tower tour and uh, go up and talk to him and ask ask the question and yeah. then get my taxi clearance while I'm up. How, there.
1: how easy you think that would be, especially on a holiday week? I don't think they'd be too keen to that, would they?
2: Well, uh, again, it's a class Bravo airport, so it might be a little bit different. But anytime I've gone into an airport with an active control tower, I've just shown up at the door and, hey, I'm a pilot. Uh, come on up. Really? Hardest part was the, you know, five-story walk up the stairs, you know. Yeah. Don't, they generally don't have an elevator in the tower You the think that'd be
1: the, I, I mean, I could understand that maybe at Orlando Executive, but I'm thinking at International, they're not going to be too keen at that. Aren't they going to have a little bit tighter security in the, that regard? You think?
2: Not really. Um, in in many cases, the FAA encourages pilots to come out and meet with the controllers so that you're there. It kind of eliminates some of that fear of the 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 voice behind the microphone.
1: You yeah, know,
2: they're just normal people. This, well, come this bearing is the gifts.
1: You know, if you got like some leftover candy canes from last weekend or something, and <laughs> a bottle of whiskey. Hey, boys. Oh, well, that one. Yeah, that that'll definitely get you. That'll in get there. you in there quicker. Yeah, uh, it, it very well could. Liquor is quicker. Good point Dennis. <laughs> so, I don't know, you, know, you report back and yeah. let us know how that goes next week. Now, going back to last weekend, being it was Christmas weekend and we did talk about this on Christmas Eve. Did you get you didn't get the plane up because the weather wasn't cooperating on uh, Christmas Day, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, and I know a lot of people back in Minnesota are going to look at me and go, "You did what?" Uh, But it was honestly a little bit too cold to go out. But then also the weather itself was just really not enjoyable. Now, you
1: know, everybody listening right now that's anywhere north of, say, Georgia is going, what do you mean it was too cold? Florida was like in the 40s or something. And, you know, everybody else was like, didn't have a temperature. I called up to Ohio, some relatives. We don't have one. We have no temperature. Our (laughs) our temperatures are negative.
2: Exactly. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law flew in and... They had to white-knuckle it to the airport. The car yeah. was getting blown. Winds were gusting to 55. It mm-hmm. was sub-zero. Yeah, no thanks. I, so I my, don't miss that.
1: My overall point here is that everyone hates us yeah. when we complain about it was 40 degrees. Oh, my gosh. We can't fly our planes. <laughs> It's not we can't, but it just wasn't fun out I mean, yeah. it, the weather
2: itself was gross That's and right, we live here It was overcast, cloudy, windy There was yeah. just, you know what, I'm just going to stay inside
1: Stay inside, uh, maybe go outside glass eggnog. Put a, you know, have to put we got to put on a, a sweater or a coat for God's sakes Oh, I can hear the hate mail coming It's coming uh, Last show of the year, we can get away with it More coming up, stay close
0: just plain radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive.
0: Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You remember the way the janitor was last New Year's? Oh, yeah. So happy New Year.
1: This is Just playing Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me. Happy New Year's Eve. Uh, giving you a little, uh, you know, uh, advanced Happy New Year for tomorrow, I guess. Uh, I am Greg, your co-pilot. Captain Dennis here in the studio with me here in Orlando. He flew up from Fort Myers, landed at MCO, had a good old experience flying into the big big airport. And uh, you ought to give it a go. Maybe that could be your New Year's resolution. Who knows? Hey, you might have got to jump on yours, you think?
2: I think so. I mean, yeah. I'm starting to broaden my horizons going out and trying new different things. So right. So why not?
1: Now, the weather was not great last week for flying on Christmas Day, so you didn't uh, do any Christmas light flying or anything like that. Do you got a plan like the New Year's Day, like tomorrow? Are you going to take the plane up? And-
2: I'd like to go up and see the fireworks again. Um, that, that's
1: usually a lot of fun. We'd well, have- I mean, what you could do, you, I mean, you're obviously flying on New Year's Eve, the last day of the year and the first day of the year. Maybe that should be a well, new I, thing. I just
2: won't put the plane away when I get home.
1: That, well, good point. Uh, and that's it. actually, that's a great idea to go see the fireworks tonight. Is that on the list, maybe? That's
2: I, it. That's definitely on the list of things to do.
1: Okay. All right. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, what do they got down there? Well, it just... It doesn't be, matter. Right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh, you got to watch out that you don't get shot on takeoff because <laughs> right.
1: people are launching right under the runway and don't care. So. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff, especially if you're flying out of Orlando tonight. You'll probably get, you know, well, you, you'll be gone. Uh, it'll, it'll be nine be o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It'll be nine o'clock before they blow up uh, at the... Uh, at the uh, theme parks and stuff, but yeah, there's plenty of stuff going on, and that's always fun when you see the fireworks from altitude like that. I did that once years ago, not by not you know, I didn't plan it; just happened to time it. Uh, I think it was it might have been a Christmas week. I forget what what it, but I look out the window, I'm like, oh my god, look at that! It was pretty sweet. It was pretty awesome experience. I can only imagine it's ten times better in your own aircraft. Where you can like tilt it, get a better view, that kind of thing.
2: Well, and you're only a couple hundred feet maybe above them. I mean, at a thousand feet, those shell the fireworks are you know only at like a hundred feet. So, right. You know, there's there's quite a you're a lot closer to them than you think you are mm-hmm. in a small airplane.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, but you didn't uh, get to fly last week for Christmas Eve, but you did have family in town. Yep,
2: we did some flying before Christmas week. Yeah. My, my brother actually came down, and we're going to try to get him on the show yet today. Okay. Uh, So we did a little bit of flying with him and my niece. Uh, So my niece, Emily, uh, who is uh, definitely a budding aviator herself – uh, you know, she'll probably pass you for getting her pilot's license. She's six, six years old, and so she's-, she's got ten years to solo. Oh, okay, so yeah. you know, we got we're gonna lay this gauntlet back out again because obviously it didn't work with <laughs> Austin when you know when my son was challenging you. Well, I like
1: the sound of this. Yeah. I got a ten year ten window years
2: to figure this out.
1: Okay, so Emily and I are in a race to get our private pilot's license, and she has to wait ten years. I might just take my time.
2: Well, you have already. It's only been 11 well, years. Okay.
1: Well, we don't have to go there. Yeah. Let's start anew. It's a new year coming up, Dennis. But uh, Emily's 6-year-old, uh, 6 years old and she listens to just plain radio. She does religiously her
2: dad. We're so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're so sorry. We have Emily. I have apologized to her dad and her mother. Okay, good. Good. Well, there you go. Now she at least she knows what not to do. Right. <laughs> that's why we're here. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of nice to have her aboard. But she she was impressed that you were on just plain radio, huh? Oh yes. How about that? So, yeah. what'd you get out of that? Did she give you an extra Christmas gift or no?
2: What? But I got a lot of hugs. Oh, okay. she she was that very happy to something. be hanging around the house and yeah. seeing the airplane, and yeah. And then we we took her out for lunch and flew into the River Ranch Resort at which. I did on purpose because they also have a petting zoo. So not mm. only did she get to have you know mac and cheese nuggets and French fries at a at a restaurant at an airport, yeah. she also got to go see horses, cows, pigs, chickens, emus,
1: buffalo. They have that alligators at the
2: airport. River Ranch Resort. Look it up. Uh it's just uh, south of you here in uh just south of Orlando. Yeah. And it's a they've got glamping which you might enjoy. You can right. actually I like the sound of rent Conestoga wagons or But tents. how far
1: is uh, that away from the runway? So it's oh, not it's, right next no, to No, it's airport. not right next to it, oh, okay. but
2: they uh, they come and pick you up on a little golf cart. So it's their own private little runway. Hmm. And then they take you on a golf cart ride that's maybe maybe a half mile. Really? To the restaurant. Uh they have a steakhouse, they have a restaurant, uh uh, gift shops, all that kind of stuff. And they have like a
1: petting zoo or something.
2: And a rodeo. The longest running rodeo, I believe, in all of Florida. Really? Every so Saturday. Where Where is this again? It's just south of Kissimmee.
1: Okay. Hmm. It sounds like a Two, Orlando kind yeah. of act- attraction that I, I'm not aware of.
2: Yeah. If you want to look it up on the sectional, it's 2 Romeo Romeo is the identifier for River Ranch Resort.
1: Okay. And tell them Dennis from Just Plain Radio sent you. And then, uh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, I've never heard of that.
2: I, I keep that in my back pocket because uh, because they're a resort. They're the only flying in restaurant. I can guarantee that'll be open on a holiday. So if we decide we want to go fly out for pancake breakfast on Easter Sunday, yeah, River Ranch is open and they got a breakfast buffet, all you can eat.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, now we know that we'll have to add uh, add that to the list, uh, or maybe that's a New Year's resolution for everybody listening right now. So there you go. There, that's something. So your brother, did he fly down? To your house himself, too, or no?
2: No, they took a commercial flight down to my house, mm-hmm. and then uh, they stayed uh, at a hotel nearby because, you know, it's family.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like, he knows you. He
2: but knows they, Dennis. But they hung out at the house, and uh, my niece uh, definitely uh, availed herself of the pool. Uh, she spent at least five hours in it on uh, on one of the
1: days. Yeah. Just having a and ball. where are they from? They're from uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Or Clo- oh, okay. Cloquet, suburb. Right. So they, they enjoyed that 40-degree weather. I was like, oh, my God, it's summer. Actually, they
2: were here while it was uh, still seventy, uh, and uh-huh. I was apologizing that it had kind of cooled off. But they were coming out of sub zeros already, so this was terrific for them. I bet
1: it was. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, but he's in the process of getting uh, a commercial license. That's correct. Yeah. And so he's already private or what? He's private and instrument rated. He
2: just uh, passed his instrument check ride a little under a year ago. Yeah. So now he's wanting to get his commercial and probably his flight instructor and and do what with it. Don't know.
1: Yeah, just he just wants to get the continuing it, education uh, under his belt, kind of like what you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like following your flight path.
2: Well, I'm trying to help. I mean, he's he's working on a few other things, that, and uh, that I had him do all the flying while he was down here. I yeah. put him in the left seat of the Mooney. I figure, why not?
1: Yeah. yeah, let him do the work, and you just kick back and enjoy the view. Exactly. Ah, uh, you gotta love that. The, the
2: advantages of being a CFI with a uh, advanced student.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, you got to get that advanced student uh, somewhere. Right, because <laughs> it's not going to be me. No, <laughs> no, no, you're going to you're, gonna, right you're a bit of work. <laughs> but do I dare make a New Year's resolution right now? The I think twenty twenty three will be the year. I
2: think this year is probably the closest we've ever come. I mean, look so at, true. We're just waiting for final confirmation from the FAA on right. your medical, my third and class that medical. Is honestly right, honestly, the only thing holding us up at this point.
1: Honestly, if I would have got that approved a month or two ago, I think I would already had it by now. But it, this has kind of taken much longer than even I expected, even though they told me it was going to take like, you know, four to six months. I'm like, well, I'm push it more towards the four. No, nope. no, it's the six. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking their time.
2: But that's good. That gives us some time because I honestly have never sat down with you in your logbook and gone through and, and mapped out what, what actually do you have done and what do you have left to do? Right. To give us an idea of what we're going to need to, to kind of come up with a custom curriculum for you. Where do we start? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can handle takeoff. Probably I can handle takeoff level. I can do that. Yeah. It's the landing
1: part. Yep. It's a little tricky for most people. But, but that'll
2: it. probably come back much quicker having done it before. Yep. You know, it's not going to be like trying to introduce this foreign concept. It's like type. riding a bike.
1: Yeah. Kind of. Every now and then you
2: hit the ditch. But yeah, well, hopefully not. Yeah. Let's not do that.
1: No, no, no. Anyway, I think 2023 will be the year. Yep. I do. I really do. I'm not just saying that. Uh, I think it is going to happen, but yeah, we've I've got kind of stalled out here the last uh, month or two just because I'm waiting on the FAA to give me my
2: oh I know special I've been, issuance. I've been monitoring your progress on sporties, and, yeah, or
1: the lack thereof. Right. Well, you know the holidays have kind of you know derailed things a little bit, but you know we're we're back on track after the next week. It's a whole new year. It starts tomorrow. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay tuned.
0: Happy New Year to you! Happy, 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 happy,
1: happy happy, a happy, happy New Year to you! Happy New Year to me! Happy, a happy, happy New Year to you! Happy New Year to me! This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, Gregor, copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew here on this New Year's Eve. Happy New Year to you! Well, a little early, just a few hours. Hopefully you're going to, you know, make your New Year's resolution and, uh, you know, achieve it by the end of the day tomorrow. Is that overly uh, uh, optimistic or what do you think, Dennis?
2: No, I think it's a perfect time to be thinking about what you're going to plan on doing for next year. Right. I mean, we, we already have kind of given you your marching orders. You you now know what you can do. And I think that it's actually achievable this
1: year. Okay. Well, he is. He's cautiously optimistic for me. And I have been for 10 years, though, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they had to throw that one in, too. All right, but uh, he's he's already uh, making progress with uh, with some family members. This is, so Andy is who? He's my brother. He's your brother. Well, there you go. Andy, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Same to you. Okay, so uh, I hear you've already, you know, you're well on your way of achieving your New Year's uh, resolution of becoming, what, a flight instructor? Is that what you hope to do in 23 or what?
3: That's what I hope to do. Yes, mm-hmm. I hope to finish my commercial check ride and then proceed with the uh, CFI and hopefully a double eye.
1: Yeah. And so the ultimate goal is to be like your brother, Dennis, and do the same thing he's done over the last couple of years, or what do you think?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I like where I never thought I'd see him do it, but he did. I mean, he's definitely had the drive all his life.
1: You had very little uh, faith in him being able to achieve this, but he had a lot of drive, and so you're not well, totally surprised. You know, life and family does get in the way. Yeah, Okay, there's that. Okay.
3: It, it does. I mean, look at me. I'm, unbeknownst that, or not realizing that I took 14 years off of flying until yeah. I went through my logbook. It's like, well, I never thought I'd do that.
1: Okay. But now, well, you know, that's kind of what happened to you too, Dennis, right? Well,
2: How I, many? I never stopped flying, but there was a few years where there was, you know, maybe only four or five hours in there, but uh, mm-hmm. we, we have since corrected that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, last year alone, what did I put 150 hours just on the Mooney? And I think close to 200, if you tally up all of the flight training and everything else I did last right. year. Right.
1: Yeah, you've been uh you've been on a uh, It's been were, a good year. Yeah. He he's a juggernaut. I mean, well, I remember when we started just playing radio. You were like, "Hey, look, I'm a uh, I'm a pilot, but I haven't been flying for years, and now you're going to start this uh, whole radio show thing. Uh maybe I'll get back into it." So that gap between what you had done back in the day and then when we started uh, you know, doing the show, what how long had it been? Well,
2: um, I had been flying since 88, but then, you know, kids were growing up and in school and, you know, there just wasn't always the time for it. But I did at least, you know, try to maintain currency. But when you and I met and you were announcing the show, um, that was around the same time that I was joining the flying club. Yeah, and so suddenly airplane was more accessible, and the costs were down, and all these things started to add up. So it's just been a, a hockey stick, as they say, you know, of availability and, and reasons to go fly and do more. So
1: right, well, uh, th- that's all you need is an excuse, and uh, so now Andy has an excuse because he, you know, he has a brother. That's a flight instructor who who can help him achieve the same level. That's it. You're going to lean on your relative here and help him uh, or help you achieve your New Year's resolution, right? Andy, is that the deal?
3: Uh, that is true. I mean, I leaned on him and Austin quite a bit when doing my instrument check ride.
1: Yeah. Okay. They,
3: you know, help me prep for that. That was, and then Dennis and Austin are both a wealth of knowledge. In everything aviation, so that's true,
1: also very helpful <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt that's for sure and I <laughs> hear you already have a plane do you you already get a plane that you're getting ready to purchase or you hope to purchase, or what exactly
3: it's it's in the process of being purchased uh me and a uh an acquaintance uh got together, and our he owns the one seventy two mm. and we're creating an l l c for that airplane, and then we're just buying into the l l c and yeah it'll just be a personal use airplane to build some time, have some fun and something to practice my mechanic skills and my flying skills
1: nice so this was just a friend of yours you came across who was a pilot too, and just started chatting that's how this thing all came to be or what
3: yeah when we we started talking about it when we uh, right before we deployed to the desert this uh spring and summer and then once we came back, it, he took it more seriously, his concern was that you know he wasn't doing the airplane a service by just being a sole owner that it wasn't able to fly it near enough. So two people to show the airplane some love and actually get some hours on it.
1: Yeah, and it, but it's up in Minnesota. That's where this will be it's
3: up in Minnes- Yeah, it's up in Minnesota. They got a we got a t hanger for it at an airport that's five miles from my house, so that's super convenient.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, how much uh, do you plan to follow in, uh Captain Dennis's flight path? Are you going to end up moving to Fort Myers here in like uh, three to five years?
3: Anything's possible. Okay, we'll see what happens? You know, <laughs> I-
1: <laughs> after spending some time with him down there with the family, what do you think? Did did uh, you get so like, hey, I could I, I could get used to this these surroundings? What do you think?
3: Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I, I'd seen the aviation communities and the uh, you know it was. Pretty cool to be in there that, yeah. uh, you know, where you just pull the airplane out of your hangar and taxi down the street to the airport. And,
1: right. Yeah, it's not bad. Pretty- it's not a bad life. I'm in Orlando and I'm envious of him. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we got about the same temperatures pretty much, but. Uh, he does oh, nice. have quite the setup down there for for aviation when it comes to having your own plane and that kind of thing. So tell us about your 172. So it's a uh, wh- what year is it and how good a shape is it in and all that kind of stuff. You're gonna have to dump a lot of money into it.
2: And no, so Greg, you 19- can't borrow it. Well <laughs> oh, yeah, I can ask. <laughs> it's a
3: 1969 Cessna 172K. Uh, it's you know it's a VFR only right now. Our our hope is to make it actually maybe a. IFR capable, so that you know it just gives you more options, but without dumping a whole lot of money into it, it's flyable. Uh, we've flown it a couple times. I went to fly it a week ago, but had a preheat engine preheat issue. So. Mm-hmm uh didn't want to start it when it was 13 degrees out
1: yeah well there's that issue uh, up there in minnesota for sure but uh when you get into flying season you know in another couple months it'll be all right then i would imagine and, and then but as as far as uh dumping some new uh avionics into it is that in the you know is that the the plan maybe or you just have to wait and see
3: That's the plan is, you know, part of the reason for setting up the LLC was, you know, having its own, being the airplane, its own entity and us, you know... Setting money aside for the everyday expenses, and then the future, you know, whether it's uh, you know Dennis knows about the engine rebuild, you know, you had to have money aside for that, right? And then, and then for future upgrades, which avionics, uh, you know, we were talking, hey, what do you think the first thing we should do is? And, yeah, Mogas like, no STC, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it, how many hours does it have on the engine? I mean, you got a lot of time left, you think, before you'd have to do an overall? Or have you got uh, that far yet?
3: I haven't looked at that logbook yet. Uh, they're still at the, at the mechanic that the owner had previously used, so I haven't seen that logbook yet. But w- once we get it here, I want to go through all the logbooks and then load it into our software that we're going to use for managing the airplane.
1: Right. And I'm, I'm sure Dennis has helped us. you out with that already, right? He's like, here, oh, you yeah, need man. this, you need that. Uh, uh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. been a lot of back
2: and forth and I'm suggestions. And, right. Yeah. And I think I've even suggested that uh, before he goes too crazy on any purchases to just make a trip down for sun and fun and start walking around and looking to see what's here.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can end up buying for that thing. You know that, right, Andy?
3: Oh, I, I am well aware. I yeah. already, you know, <coughs> purchased in my mind a few different things. but <laughs> Right. It's like, that would be neat. Oh, that would be neat. Two of those, four of those, a box of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but but it really what it comes down to you want to use it to uh get your IFR I mean your commercial license and your flight instructor that's really the goal of having this uh, new aircraft in 23 right
3: yep that is the goal and then it's just something uh you know my daughter loves to fly uh when i was doing my instrument she probably had 20 plus hours in the back seat of the airplane with me when i was really? doing my lessons this, this
1: is the uh, six-year-old yes this really? is the six-year-old yeah. wow okay well there you go well that's pretty uh, awesome what's her name again that's emily. emily emily uh thank you for listening and uh you're you're the future so we may have hope <laughs> And uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for the last show of 2022. Till next year, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly.